intro. Yeah, who's that guy? I usually use Trev's intro. Oh, yeah, well. oh it's, mine's better. <laughs> Thank you, Hal, for voicing that. I need to do some new ones for me this week um, from the uh, Club Trev studio. But here we are again, 67 sleeps later. We're kicking off tomorrow night with the Rugby League. It's like Christmas Eve for me. How are we all feeling, boys? I'm joined again by Trev Smith. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, and the star of the show, the king of the oh, frothies. Oh, Barney king boy. Of frothies, yeah. No, I'm peaking, man. How good is it? I'm fucking so excited. Tomorrow yeah. afternoon is just going to be mental. Mr. Volandis has dragged us kicking and screaming against our will to a back on the footy field, it seems like, sometimes. <laughs> but um, now we can actually talk about some footy, which is exciting. Uh, but a big week of news. We'll touch on that first. We'll run through the ins and outs. I suppose the biggest thing we should touch on first is the Bronson Sherry thing. Uh, so they've basically, Assad has come out and said that he's tested positive for, I believe, and I'll find the NRL statement. Uh, for which I was supposed to do before I got excited about my new intro. Yeah, what, five, <laughs> five different um, five markers different in his blood. Um, from what I've heard from, uh, I, was, I saw from the NRL physio posted yesterday mm-hmm. that um, mo- the four of them are just markers in the blood, which generally uh, elevated levels because of testosterone injection. Yep. So there might not be five different types of in, you know steroid in there, but they, they are markers from... Just uh, anabolic steroids. Yeah, it's it's the old thing that um, yeah, I'll just find here. This is courtesy NRL.com. Uh, they have uh, he's protest National League has provisionally suspended Cronulla Sharks player Bronson Sherry under the anti-doping policy in relation to egg samples for exogenous testosterone and drosterone. I'm glad that I chose to read this. Etiococaline and 5B androstrain 3A, 17B diol. Which are, permit, which are prohibited by the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA. But like you said, essentially a lot of them are naturally occurring, but they are what they look for because they mask other things. Yeah, they're the markers to say that obviously there's been an antibiotic steroid in there, so all the other levels in your blood increase as well. So Yeah, so a potential four-year ban there, which uh, unfortunately for one of the shining lights of the game. Yeah, he's a bright prospect, mate. It's pretty disappointing. <laughs> I think that he's got on his side at the moment, if he does get a four-year ban, he's that he's young. Age, yeah. So if he still keeps up his fitness and does whatever away from the game after, if he does get the four-year ban, now there's still that opportunity of window to come back into the game. Obviously, it's going to be hard for him, but end of the day, what are players thinking about putting anabolic steroids into their system? No, at the end of the day, like, I don't care if they come out and say, oh, he wasn't aware of it or whatnot. But at the end of the day, you've had to put something into your system to get that. doesn't matter if it was Dr. Johnny Boggs who told him, I'll take this. Uh, this will help you with an injury or whatever. End of the day, there's no excuse for it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's a the pressure. He had the earmarks of being the fastest player, one of the fastest players in the world. There's a pressure, that sort of thing. Pressure to be better, obviously, probably bad influences floating around. Yeah, hey, try this, try this. What about this? Probably not great. Doesn't look good from the club point of view, but Barney, you're about to come off the long run for the first time in about seven years. Yeah, about 10, maybe, mate. Mm. It's, um, oh, it's just, it does my head in. He comes out on Monday, obviously, Channel 7, he's on the news talking about how he's the fastest, he's the strongest he's ever been. Next day, Sada <laughs> comes in, takes his phone. They're pissed off because he's got urine in his steroid fucking samples. Fucking <laughs> steroids in his urine. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously he's, he's um, hanging around fucking someone that's giving him some seriously bad advice, but surely he knows what's going on. As Trev said, man, I don't understand. It does, fucking does my head in. Because in the end of the day, like, what, what's that um, word I'm looking for? Like... Can't uh, play stupid with it. No, no, of course. You can't plead like, ignorance. No, definitely. Can't, can't plead ignorance. No, they've yeah. got that much um, training and fucking, you know, they've all, they've all been told about it. I'm sure they sit down once every month or so and they go through this kind of training, like fucking. Yeah, but um, the question I've got, like, 
fucking six months to return the sample. Like that's one thing that I don't understand. Mm. Like fucking if the season had continued and the Sharks had won two or three games because of his last minute tries, and it, then what happens? Do they take points? Do they fucking? Yeah. How the hell does it take six months to get back? Like has Asada got something out for the club or for the fucking game? Like obviously, fucking they probably, they wouldn't be happy with the way well, it worked out last time it, with the Sharks. Well, mate, but, I just think uh, overall, like, I think that's just a process that they go through. And I'm going to use Lucas Brownie, the former heavyweight boxing champion. Mm-hmm of the world you know like his samples came back like ages later wasn't straight away yep. and obviously he's been cleared since uh, for a few of the with uh, Clem Buderol mm-hmm. he's been cleared since but uh, still it took a lengthy process for the test to come back yeah, but surely like six months back. is fucking man. It was November yeah. last year. Like, surely they knew someone knew about it in fucking January or February. There is an year. element like, of it. There is, and it happens with UFC. There's samples that don't come out till after big look, fights. The sharks the don't samples drop. That come out in a week. Sharks That's don't right. drop. Don't let Morris go. If they know about it in February, mm. Morris doesn't go back to the Roosters, does he? Yeah, no, that's right. seriously. <laughs> but um, you know, like um, uh, at the same time, now I think or, like, I, know, I know this is gonna be a conspiracy theory, but. After what happened with the peptides and that, wouldn't surprise me if Sada and Wada and all that have a bit of a hard on for oh, of the course, yeah. sharks. But the, the timing oh, of it yeah. two days before the fucking kickoff, mate. Like it just it just detracts from everything. But um, you know, ultimately, uh, I'm not saying I'm not trying f- to make excuses for the no, fucking, you know the club or the fucking or the game. Like fucking. But ultimately, Sada do pick their spots, and I think they want it. They're essentially. Uh, a profit organisation so if they can come out and do it in the right timing to get the most media out of it <laughs> it gets their name <laughs> everywhere yeah, yeah but um, yeah two days before as I said I'm not trying to make excuses for the club like that's my club mate but the leadership in that joint's been fucking off its head for the last 10 years weak as water mate I don't understand when do you win a comment? Like, four years ago? Five years ago. Yeah, four years ago? Four years ago. But it's sc- the scandal either yeah. side, mate. Like, there's constant scandal. The peptides, obviously. That's what the I mean. fucking, The CEO on fucking gets sacked because he blokes on coke. The fucking coach is pulling strings with the salary cap and players while he's fucking suspended from a fucking, from this original Asada peptide shit. Which he couldn't and even do properly because he said it from right, his own the email. Reason they fucking, <laughs> the only reason it wasn't worse is because they couldn't organise to make the fucking payments, man. Yeah. Like, Fuck me, that could have been massive. If those payments were made, Sharks are probably fucking gone, man. Like- and then also you look at the salary cap, right? When they looked at the salary cap for them, they were cheating the salary cap before the 2016 season. 2016, they're clear, but afterwards, they're cheating the cap again. <laughs> well, they were planning to. They couldn't even fucking cheat yeah. right, man, because they couldn't fucking organise the payments. Like, fuck, I'm fucking furious, man. Like, and I'm sure all the Sharks fans fucking are. Like, it's Is it enough to rip up your membership, David? I mean, that's it. When I was fucking... When the throw that jersey in the bin. Harley needs a new throw that if, premiership jersey in the bin. Honestly, if their fucking club gets linked to this somehow, fucking if seriously, do not sell it. One of their fucking idiots have fucking organised in it. Well, I'll fucking I will, mate. Like, I was with the bulk up cap, and flog some people. The salary cap scandal, fucking. I almost dead set. Almost gave up. Fucking following the sharks, man. Like mm. I was fucking dirty, and then this shit happens again. Like I. Fuck man It's hard to be a shark supporter Fucking the shit They do to themselves Just fucking shoot themselves In the foot Constantly man Like mm. They need to strengthen The fucking leadership In that club They need to put some Fucking hard and fast Guidelines around What they're gonna accept What they're not gonna accept Fucking Go in and do some Character tests On their fucking player group Get rid of fucking Most of them if they have to Like If you don't fucking Stand for something You're just gonna fall For fucking everything man Yeah that's it's right just fucking joke And it's doing my Fucking head in <laughs> And as I said, I'm not going to make excuses for fucking Apologies my... Apologies to everyone dropping the kids make, at school right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm not no. going to make excuses for my team, but the one another thing this week that's pissed me off is fucking the pinhead Russell Crowe and fucking mm. Bennett want Corey fucking... Uh, Cody Walker's band wiped and they want him playing. Oh, it wasn't that bad. The toilet paper fights are just as bad as fucking bullshit, man. If that bloke falls back, if like he got a pretty good kick in the yeah, chest, yeah. he goes straight down like David Hooks, for example, mate. Yeah, He's dead. Exactly. Like fuck, yeah. the bloke's in jail for ten years. Like that's right. How the fuck can you come out and say something like that? That's just one of some of the stupidest shit I've ever. Oh, mate, oh, like just uh, on that incident, I saw someone wrote on social media. Oh, it's nothing wrong with that. He was only stopping a fight. Well, my thing is, are you going to let the police officer walk out there now and kick people to stop a fight? <laughs> mm. I can't believe the police didn't charge you, man. Like, seriously. Yeah, that's right. Straight up. I'd suggest the other person involved probably. 
Yeah, he's probably someone known to the police and they probably, probably were happy to see him get exactly. kicked in the chest, but fuck. Well, you right. probably didn't want to press any gears either. But um, exactly right. And the thing about it all, when just... Jeez, uh, <laughs> I go back four years and think, why isn't Todd Carney still playing NRL? And he, <laughs> he did something stupid, but honestly. Anyway, the thing about it is these people are in the spotlight and they are, and I hate using this cliche and taking aside, but like they're public figures and they're role models to people. So if you're doing shit like this, you've got to be... Accountable for it. It's, it's the old bringing the game into disrepute. Oh, definitely, mate. So, and and today, uh, like I know people say, oh, they're footy players. You can't uh, put them on pedestals as role models. But young kids and everyone looks up to them. Somewhere walking around Redfern is someone whose favourite player is Cody Walker. Yeah, once who's had to go home or... and uh, be explained to by by their dad, well, what, what's going on? Why isn't Cody playing this week? Yeah, that's right. So we've seen the footage and gone, look, yeah. Okay, don't get me wrong. Like you know, in the day. Like violence on the street doesn't matter who you are, it's not on. Yeah, no, of course not. That's, That's right. It, it, it doesn't take much, man. Fucking, you get hit in the wrong spot, or you mm. fall back and hit your head in the wrong wrong place, you're gone. Like, and that's the more dangerous one. It's the uh, the landing is just about more dangerous than the actual hit most it. of the time. That's what it does and the I damage. Just don't get it. Like, what do you want to belt some bloke for? Like, uh, the other new, oh, a bit more news, uh, tasteful news, John Bateman chasing coin everywhere. <laughs> he wants, uh, essentially wants a four-year deal for 800k, which, is that optimistic? Is it is it okay in this day and age? Is it just part of the game now, except that if you sign a good player, he might only be there two years? And well, I reckon another year or two down the track, he probably is in that kind of pay bracket. But um, he had it written into his contract that he yearly renegotiate yearly, so... Canberra probably, you know, they, they must have known it was going to come. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, as good of a player he is, yes, Canberra made the grand final last year. Yes, he had a good year. But if you're going to have it in your contract that you, you'll be able to negotiate every year, you've got to be playing good football every year. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. And mate, so at the moment, is he worth that amount of money? To me, the answer is no. I reckon if he had a has a stellar season what's left of issue. Also, yep. is he injury prone? Um, not really. He played the season out, year. didn't he? he just... he, no, he, he missed, what, six games last year, didn't he? Did he, did he miss games? I you remember he, he didn't come back to the set? end of the year. Oh, did he? I thought he missed a few. Oh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's injury prone. He was, like, he was tough, man. He was a real good player. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's Maybe, injury I mean, prone. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Like, he did um, have shoulder operation. In the off-season. In, in the off-season. That might be but, thing. I know he played the finals under duress. Yeah, but but in the day, I just think, mate, if you're going to have negotiation... Contracts at the end of the year, you just got to keep on playing good footy, and that because what normally I'm not saying he would do it, but end of the day, you, you see it with players they sign the big contract for three or four years, then they go backwards. Yeah, well, if you want to re- renegotiate every year, why not just take a one year contract? And fucking, yeah, that's right. And haul yourself no, around people, all the fucking time. Yeah, that's want, right. You know? yeah. Like, obviously, once that people don't want people want to have, have their cake and eat it too, is, is yeah. the answer. Yeah, cool. Um, I think. If there's anyone that's ever going to stamp out this sort of stuff, Philanis would end up doing it uh, in that he's got to start enforcing contracts now. And, like, you look at the NFL, they're ironclad contracts. If you sign on as a in the NFL, there's no getting out of it. They're no, ironclad. Uh, that's it. You're stuck there. Like, unless they're going to take the tax, which they haven't yet. Unless they draft you or whatever. Unless you draft that's right. Yeah. Draft yeah, but, you know, one good thing about the NFL that the players do have on their side, which I'm pretty like, happy about... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got their initial contract, but for each jersey of theirs that sells, they get two dollars. Oh, they yeah. get yeah, okay, merchandise. Merchandise. Yeah, they they sell right. them as the state. There is uh, they sell them pre uh, yeah, numbers, pre the, numbers, the names and yeah. numbers on it. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Oh, obviously, like you know, we're far from that in rugby league because over there, obviously, different number. You know, yeah, obviously, we don't have our own numbers. Like the players don't have their that's own right. number as well. But the only time we did was in '97 in Super League. '99s <laughs> <The> <laughs> running around, and, then, and none, of the, none of the commentators knew it was going on half the time. <laughs> no, that's right because they didn't recognise the players, mm-hmm. and that because of all the number changing. But that's right. But still, but in the day, like that's one thing I love about the NFL that the players do get two dollars for every jersey that's sold. Yeah. So if you get a million do- million jerseys sold, there's two million dollars for it. <laughs> And they've got a base as well, don't they? They work off a pretty low base and yeah. they've got all incentives in their contracts. That's right, in this, that's right to make more money. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we'll keep kicking along. Uh, some good news came out today, I guess. Uh, they've announced the official, I mean, the special rounds, official special rounds. So round six is going to be the Matt Hughes round again. Oh, yeah. Where they yeah. sell the beanies. The Hughes, Hughes, yeah. 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 Uh, round 12 will be the Indigenous round, so okay. that's where the next wave of new jerseys will be popping up. Yeah. And round 19 will be the all the pink jerseys, the women in league round, so that's where you make your $2 a jersey or someone will. Yeah, nice. Probably ISC and Blades, we're real smack jerseys at the moment. <laughs> but that's been announced today. Uh 
signing news, Cam Murray extended his contract for four years with Souths. Yeah, anybody in the anybody in the comp would want him, I would imagine. Mm. Uh, it's good for, good on him, you know. Like he's a South Sydney junior, yeah. and it's good to sign up. And I like I know in this day and age that it's a business, but when you get juniors staying on to play first grade, this is where I believe clubs should be compensated. I agree with that. And it, it happened for years, especially around 05, 06, 07, after Tigers won the comp, all their juniors got snaffled up elsewhere because they didn't have all of a sudden your um, You're upgrading well, look everybody. Benji, yeah. Benji yeah, Farrah, right. all forced out because they all were worth more. Yeah. As premiership wing players, uh, Highington never wanted to leave, Bryce Gibbs. Yeah, that's right. So would you, uh, you extend right that through. out as to, um, in your thinking, would it be straight up or would you need to, some time of service before you'd be looking at Okay, well, sort of like a few years ago, I actually – Wrote an article. Yep. I, I wrote an article on this a few years ago. So my thing is, like, if you come through, say, from Harold Matts, which is the beginning of junior reps, yep. and that, and you go all the way through to grade each year. Like, obviously, I haven't got the article on me yet right now. The numbers, but I had percentage of each percentage. worked out. Yep. If you went through, like, from SG Ball, like, depending on where you started in the system. No, because one thing that really annoys me is when people say, oh, he's one of our juniors, but they didn't start playing for him until under-20s. Yeah. And under-20s isn't juniors. That's nah, great. That's professional. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So I had things all in place. And then I even had things in place, like if a player played first grade from for so many years. Like, I'll have a look for that article. And, uh, yeah, we'll share it up. Yeah. 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 I'll have a look but for it. It strengthens the junior league. and It strengthens your area as well. Oh, it does, Obviously, definitely. Like, you're going to get a lot more people coming in wanting to be – you know, play for that junior club that can't be. If they see, if for, I see juniors I mean? getting signed more. And it brings back the thing we can, the old thing of uh, locals want to emulate local players and you have them more involved at community level. That's getting right. down to junior days, that sort of thing, because they're still in the community instead of now living on the Gold Coast. Well, mate, just for, for an example, I, got, I grew up in Mount Druitt. Throughout the years, there was, oh, there's the dog going off. <laughs> uh, like, you know, we had like guys like Mark Geyer, um, like, in the Mount Druid area, like when I was growing up, you had your Shane Elfords, you had your Polatour brothers. Uh, obviously, there was quite a few other, a lot of talented players going through as well at the mm. time. So you wanted to say, oh, well, they're from our area. If they can do it, we can do it too. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was in primary school, just up here at the road, you used to have the Alexander brothers, MG, yeah, that's right. uh, Brad Fittler, that whole 91, 92, 93 team yeah. would come up come regularly, come up to do uh, Cambridge Park and to do uh, school assemblies, all sorts of things, yeah. like every second week. We used to sing the Panthers team song in school assembly. Do you remember how it goes? Go the mighty Panthers, we will put you to the test. The missus will be able to sing it for yeah. you. I'll play it later. Mighty Mountain Man, you're better than I'll, I'll, I'll put Every it up. Every time I have to fucking listen to it about <laughs> 17 times when she's going off her head. Mate, I remember my grandmother uh, had the cassette from, because that song was yeah, made yeah. You know, when they made their first grand final in yeah. 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had wow, the old cassette that had the club team for, song yeah. for every fucking team. Some old country bloke that was singing it. That was pretty cool back in the day. <laughs> That's it. But the best one was, um, no, who was it? I've got his stuff on Spotify. Greg Champion used to all the sports songs. Yep. Does ABC ones and all that. I've got his, I've got his CD somewhere at home. Uh, so I, I had a look today. They put up on the NRL app today that um, they revised the NRL predictor. So being the lunatic I am, I spent a busy day at in the tax office doing um, going through and essentially forecasting the whole season <laughs> so I'll throw out the top eight I come up with obviously I had to make a few calls on how Souths and Roosters might go who they're a bit off the boil might be a bit in at the moment uh, but this is the top eight I came up with after everything based on a new draw let me know what you think so Storm Minor Premiers right. Brisbane Manly Canberra Para Easts Knights Tigers and Penrith Tide of Tigers on 20 points so is that madness or is that uh, about right? Fair. Twenty point, and then Roosters, Shark, uh, Rabbitohs, eighteen, Sharks, sixteen, Cowboys, sixteen. At the twelve, is that a bit mad or no? Or seems pretty just close. We'll wait and see. Him? Mate, it's. I think that just confirms how we said. There's some inside runs there for like, even with Tigers losing to all the top teams they play, they still get a run of the rails draw in some ways, and yep. uh, it's reflected uh, a little bit in power as well. Um, and Newcastle, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see. 
best team still in the comp. But any thoughts on that, or it's all pie in the sky? Oh man, I think it's for me. It's just going to be another restart. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, it's whatever happened those first two first two rounds. Just throw that out the window and just see how put the teams have come back. Which is uh, essentially what I did with Penrith. So, <laughs> but um, we'll see how we go. And uh, I guess on that note, we should. Any other news, boys? Not off the top of my head, no. <laughs> All right, then I guess uh, we'll get into our round-by-round look at the games this week. And uh, we kick off tomorrow night at 7.50 at Suncorp with Parramatta taking on Brisbane. The top of the table, Parramatta. For Para, we've got um, Reid Mahoney, who's nearly going to miss the seasons back. And uh, who's... I mean, Barney nearly loses his... Mm-hmm. Oil over there. Reed Mahoney's back. Brisbane are boosted by Alex Glenn, Offengawe, and more importantly, Matt Lodge. He's been named on the bench, and there's a bit of mail he'll actually play. Uh, not on the bench, he's on the reserve list, and a bit of mail he'll actually play tomorrow. Um, so they're forward pack all of a sudden, and there's mail, not all of a sudden, because I've been spruiking it for about a month. <laughs> and uh, Ben Teo is apparently pretty close to coming back yeah, I heard this that. year. That'd be so hot, hot forward pack they could have very soon. It's already pretty hot. And uh, how are you looking at this team? I, the notes I made here, first note I had was um, Clash of the Halves with Milford and the informed Croft against allegedly the informed Brown and Moses. Yep. Any thoughts on that, Clash? I mean, it's going to be a good game. Like, Obviously, Croft's coming back from his shoulder as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he returns. And, yeah. and mate, like, the way he controlled those first two, first two rounds for the Broncos, mate, like, something they needed. They need someone who could control the structure, drive the ship, because that's what I feel like they've uh, been missing for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and I think Brisbane probably do have the edge there, obviously, with the control in the halves. Um, my big takeaway is probably the, the forward packs, mate. They're gonna be, There's two big, massive mm. forward packs that are yeah. going to... It's gonna be probably going to dominate no Nathan this Brown, game, to be honest. No Nathan Brown for power is a bit Yeah, Neil Corey comes back in, who does a good job, but um, probably doesn't have as... Uh, the ball skills probably aren't as strong as uh, Nathan Brown's ball skills there. But um, I, I just think the Broncos are going to come out with a point to prove, mate. Last time these two played, they got wiped, you know, in a semi-final. So <laughs> Seabold would be ramming it into these blokes for the last however many months, you know. This, yeah. this would be one of their key target matches, I think, and I think they're going to come out all guns blazing. Um I don't think they'll they'll you know put uh, a big gap in the eels, but I think they should get them at one to twelve, paying about two ninety. So, oh, definitely, mate. I, I believe that the I think it was the right off the top of my head it was the right side defence of Brisbane that struggled in the first North two Ford rounds, yeah. and that like I think if they uh, tighten that up, they should go well. Obviously, they got the points in them, but the. This uh, Parramatta back on, he's red hot. Plenty of points as and, well. And, yeah. you know, like Mike mate, he's looking top fit form. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome. So if he gets the early ball and Parramatta's on that roll, like, watch out. And, per- and Fergo's been solid without being, um, you know, blowing anyone away right. to start with. And he's got those games in him as well. So it's going to be – it's a good way to start back the season, I think. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Game. You're right, because I, I had, for example, Fergo, my super coach, and I um denied and – he just looks like he's ready to explode, and he hasn't yet, but I end up selling him. So, any, um, I thought while we go through, we might just touch on a couple of names for each game for Supercoach, because we've done a fair bit of chat about it last few weeks. We have, yep. Um, so we won't spend heaps on it tonight, but someone now, like a Jake Turpin at Hooker, who's now going to play more minutes with Alex uh, with uh, McCulloch going, was he someone you'd look at, or...? <laughs> Yeah, um, mate, he was, um, his form last now. year was really good. So, you know, when he was playing, he was playing very well. So uh, he's definitely someone that you could look at getting into your team. But with the the amount of options in at hooker... Well, we do I spend plenty of time talking about Coruscant and then you, you're almost looking straight yeah, away to Smith or someone. Smith, you've got Damien Cook, you know, Reed Mahoney himself is um, mm. quite a good super coach player as well. So yep. he's probably that little bit down the ladder. He, he, depending on his price, he's probably not a bad backup option. Yeah. But, yeah, probably wouldn't be picking him as my first hooker. Yeah, he's around the. I'll tell you now, he's Good around times, the yeah, uh, three three uh, three thousand uh, three hundred three thirty three three hundred thousand and thirty six dollars. Yeah, see, at that price, I'd probably go with Harry Grant to be honest. Yeah, he's going to be enough. getting the same sort of minutes and yep. starting at the Tigers. So cool. Um, so I think we all agree, Brisbane there. The way to kick off. Or yeah, mate, got to go Brisbane at, at home. I'll agree as well. And I just want to actually mention Herbie Farnsworth has the best name in the NRL. <laughs> it sounds like there. he should be playing in a 1940s Invincibles tour. Herbie. It'll be Herbie Farnsworth from the Paddington End now. <laughs> nah, mate, Tex Hoy. That's good from you. Tex Hoy. Nah, I'm a Herbie man now. Herbie. All right, let's get to Saturday. Friday night, 6 o'clock, will be the Cowboys and the Titans. 
up at uh, up north. They get to play at home, the Cowboys. They spent yeah. lots of money up there, so they're playing up there. And uh, for the Titans, no Morgan and Clifford. That'll be the Cowboys, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is too. Yeah, Morgan uh, out, Clifford in. And no Gavin Cooper at the moment still. Yep. And for the Titans, obviously they, they're missing AJ for the year. Uh, they get Shannon Boyd back. Well, that's worth. And, um, and do we have to spend lots on this game? What do we think? The one, the one thing that does interest me, Ash Taylor's already been moved to five eight. They're bringing yeah. in a, a Jamal Fogarty playing seven. Yeah, you know, like is he is he halfback? Is he a five eight? Is he a first grader? Like uh, I don't think. I think this might be. <laughs> he's not a defensive. He doesn't five look eight. like a five eight to me. He looks more like a structured half. Unless they're going to let game. him play as a right. Anthony Milford style. Mm. But that meant there's some big pressure on Fogarty then because there's no one else it to... It is, yeah. It's, it's a confusing one for me. I think they would have been better off maybe even playing a second rower in at 5'8", to be honest. But who knows? The kid might be good. I'm, I haven't seen him. I don't know honest, him, so I couldn't comment. No, until they're uh, to, to be honest, I, like, I don't really know too much about him. and that. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. Like, you know, like, Titans could uh, go up there and do the upset because definitely uh, without... Even though they've got Jason Tomalomo uh, playing for the Cowboys, having guys with um, Cooper and Morgan out is uh, two big losses. Mm. Yep. Um, yeah, my key matchup is the halves. Um, just, I think, obviously, Clifford's had a little bit of experience there, so I think he's probably a stronger option to bring in than what the Titans have got at, at halfback. Who knows? He might come out and blow them away. But I hope he does, because they sort of need it up there. But I'm expecting the cows to put them away. I think Drinkwater was playing well enough. Drinkwater, Masters, Val Holmes. I, I think they'll carve them up, to be yep. honest, mate. I think 13 plus. The, the two names I had, Supercoach wise, you're probably going to the same comments. Or Jai Arrow back at 13, or doing a lot of work at 13. I've had him in my team from the start. Um, he's been a little bit down on what he was last he's year. He's doing a lot more yeah, work at 13. With, um, with points, but he's and, still. And uh, Nathan Peets, is he someone that the six again rule might suit? Might Can we see some old should, form? Or? Should do. Um, he has, it seems to have put his running game away a little bit over the last sort of year or two. Um, he's had a few injuries as well, which doesn't help. He but, might um, end up playing a lot of first receivers. He might do if they've got the young, if the young bloke loses his head along the way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he's Doesn't help you super coach, but. Um, and Ben Hampton's been good for me. I've had him been from the real start. Good, so, real him good. and, and Drinkwater. He should get some good ball out Yeah, him and Drinkwater well. are in my team this week. So. Peachy, I do like in at centre. Mm. I think that's a plus for the Titans, but yeah, I, I can only see the Cowboys winning this one and winning well. And if the forward pack from the Titans, like they've got some great forwards. On yeah. paper, they've got awesome yeah. forwards. If they muscle up. And get over top of the Cowboys forwards, mate. They'll be in with a chance, but if their forward pack don't match up, mate, the Cowboys will win. You know what happens, and I'll get to it when we get the Dragons. Like uh, when you look at it, the Dragons pack on paper, you just go, "Wow, like what a pack!" And then you get you watch them play, and it's like, except for the Sims brothers, they, they were nothing for the first two games. But so, I was actually having a conversation with a bloke that I work with, um, like someone like Kevin Proctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? in the Storm, he was. Um, he was outstanding. He's breaking holes everywhere. Up at the Titans, he doesn't get that same kind of opportunity because they will come out and they won. They know, you know, they mm. target him. They can yeah. put two blokes on him because mm. they're not worried about the inside and outside. Yeah. So, yeah. but, but like, also you look at uh, Shannon Boyd, mate, like when he was at the Raiders, mate, he was playing for Australia. Yeah, that's right. Goes to the Titans, he's gone backwards. Absolutely. Um, so black hole up there, but it looks like it's yeah, no Bryce Cartwright. Um, speaking of black hole, it's not a bad thing. Mm. I think anyway. they're a better team without him, to be honest. I think that's probably the case. Do you think they're dropping him just on the stance that he's taken, or they uh, just uh, trot yes. out the form line no, and just say, "No, we've got the shits with you." No, I think it's both. I think it's just they get to go wipe their hands of it for a bit and say, "Yeah, shut up, go away for a bit." Yeah. Uh, Friday night, the eight o'clock game. Uh, on paper, one of the games of the round, mm-hmm. the Roosters and Rabbitohs, up at uh, it's over at Bankwest actually. Yeah, no, it's yeah. at Bankwest. Um, we see the return of Boyd Cordner from his eight week rest. Uh, Josh Morris makes his return to the club, and um, I see that Topanu was named on the bench. Takiyahu is apparently fit too, but I think they're going to give him an extra week. Okay, I think yeah, NRL physio tweeted out that he should be just about right to go. Yep. Um, Latrell named at one, and Troy Dargan playing at six for Cody Walker. Troy Dargan. Mm, Troy Dargan. There's a few reps on him too. He's good. Yeah. Yeah? So quick, can you tell us about Troy? No, mate, he's a good player. He's quick. He's um, got good mobility. He can read a game well. 
and that, like I, I believe, like ball runner. Yeah, man, he can do quite a lot. So, man, it's good. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, you can't replace the Cody Walker. Yeah, especially against Luke Keary. But Troy Dargan, mate, like I think he'll be up for the challenge. Oh, good. I look forward to that. And Latrell at one barn. Yeah, um, I heard an interview this morning with Cook saying all the same things that you always hear. He's, you know, carving it up at training and every time he touches it, he looks like he's going to score a try and all the rest of it. And hopefully, I hope he does, man, because he's an excitement machine when he's out there. As I said a couple of weeks ago, I still think he should have got two weeks for the social protocols and all the rest of that mm. rubbish, but that's um, it obviously didn't happen, so he's going to be there. And um, I, I hope he does break through at some point during the year, but whether he ends up back at centre, we'll... Wait and see. I think the naming, because they had him on the bench the first two rounds of Johnson, I think him actually starting to wing means he's going to do a lot of the defensive donkey work that fullbacks expected to do. Yeah. And Latrell will be just playing a second 5-8 for a lot of it. Yeah, okay. Um, that's a feeling I've got. Yeah, I, think, makes sense. I think Alex Johnson Does might defend sense. there. Um, Should be a tough game of footy, man. Um, the Roosters have been a bit dour at the start of the year. Uh, Relying sort of on their defence. Uh, I'm uh, very interested in seeing the Morris boys join back together mm. on that side. That should be um, entertaining if they get some good, clean ball out there. The key matchup I've got is around... And Manu's the- a superstar as well, so it's a good... Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad pack line when you really think about it. Uh, my big key matchup that I've got is the, is the hooker. Uh, looking at the, the six again, mm. again, obviously depending on the speed of the, um, the play the ball, you've got Damien Cook versus Friend and Verrills. Obviously I can see Cook... Uh, Friend doing maybe 50 minutes of the hard stuff in the middle and Beryl's coming in trying to expose that. If you do have your tired forwards either side of the first half. Yep. Um, I've got I've got the Roosters just edging out the Rabbits at, um, once again, $2.90 for 1-12. to 12. It's going to be a close one. I, I know that. Yeah, should be. Yeah, well, should be. Like, it's going to be tough, but these games over the last couple of years... Maybe they've been uh, nail biters. Yep. Super coach wise, someone like uh, Patrick Margo's on the bench. Yeah, he in, was one that I wanted to look at at the start of the year. And um, Jaden Sewer. Nines in the trials, he looked um, looked like a serious player. A smaller version of Tamalolo. Obviously, <laughs> that's a lot of hype to live up to, but mm. he does look like he can. Um, he's got some good ball skills and um, pretty big barrel chest, so. Yeah. Looks like a pretty decent player, Margo, depending on the minutes that he gets. I probably wouldn't be jumping on him super coach yet. Give him a couple of weeks, see how he goes. And He's coming back from a pretty serious injury. but And uh, he hasn't played this year, but in historically, how's Boyd Cordner as sort of a $500,000 super coach option? He's probably just on the on the other side of um aver- on the lower side of average to be honest. He's still um, looking. He's still got more of a Madison. He, more he of pumps a- out your points and stuff, but unless he's um unless he has one of those games where he's breaking the line and putting blokes through holes, which he does, but probably only every sort of four or five games, you'd, you'd be better sticking to someone who does a little bit more work. I suppose he doesn't score the tries of a kick out or a Madison or. A- even a Tamalolo. Yeah, he, he sort of doesn't get. He doesn't link up as much with the centres and stuff as some of the other. Victor Radley at lock. Fucking <laughs> fiend, Victor Radley. Um, <laughs> Away from hookers, good. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but obviously, he's, he's, he looks like he's going to end up probably playing that Orbison role once Orbison goes. Um, yeah. He's going to be the bloke that can play in the centres, play in back row, front row, wherever the hell they want him to play. Um, Orbison's probably a bit of a big out too, obviously. His father passed away, so um, yeah, he's, he's um, missing this game for yeah, uh, passionate reasons. Two weeks ago. Yep. His father passed away two weeks ago, funeral yep. um, this week. So obviously our thoughts go yeah. to him and his yeah. family. So. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, not great news, but um, yeah, obviously he's got to go off to the funeral, which um, yeah. hopefully is a good day for all involved. I, I agree. Um it will be. I think East will win that. I think East will do it pretty. I think it's been a rough. Well, still obviously they're, still, they're still on zero so. points, so the time they're going to be pushing. Right. Yeah, pretty hard. So. I think it's time. They're, they're fit. They've they got. Um, sort of throw it. They got their back line now in order, and they got their their captain back. So try it's to time play a to, bit more expansive rather than trying yeah. to drag it down into it. But that sort of suits the, the rabbits a little bit as well. So I think. I think just that. Yeah, their experience right across the field will suit Roosters this week. Uh, yeah, the I, Morris boys on that side should lock up that edge. I don't see a lot of people getting through there. No, they're, that's right. You know, they work really well together, and they're both very terrific defensive winger and centre. So. Mm. And attacking as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, attacking-wise, you've got Manu, who's got some of the best footwork for a centre. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jump seven foot yeah, in the yeah. air. And you've got um, – and then the Morris boys. And then you've got um, – uh, Tupo outside him. Tupo, that can right. jump 10 foot. <laughs> and the best five, and the best halfback in the game. So. 
That's uh, enough of the Knicks. Depressing we talk about it. Now. Let's get on to the uh, three o'clock game. We don't want to talk about the Knicks. At the Warriors. <laughs> the Warriors Dragons. <laughs> at Central Coast Warriors Dragons. Uh, what have we got here? All sorts of trouble for hopefully the time of Tamworth is done and well. Patrick Herbert, yeah. Peter Hickey back in the team from last round. We've talked about their uh, injuries and outs recently. St. George, welcome back. Uh, the Sims brothers, who were potentially going to be out. Ravalava's back. You and Aikens fit, but not pl- uh, on the bench, I should say. Cam McGuinness. And Cam McGuinness. Massive like, in for the Dragons. And I said it earlier. Trolls you look at this Ford pack with Sims, Vaughan, Frizzell, Sims, James Graham playing lock. is interesting. That's it. And you uh, and Aiken on the bench. Like, there's some firepower there, but I said this before the season, and you just watch them shake your head the last two rounds, so... I don't know what's going on there. Matt Dufty, fullback. So, interesting. James Graham at uh, Lock. How does that fit you? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> I think they just got him out there just to have another big body against the big Warriors. He plays the, the gallon role, doesn't he, in the origin? Just another yeah. front rower. He'll just yeah, be another yeah. front rower, just be, another big body. He'll be the second and fourth hit-ups and then he'll tackle him for a Because you can't see him chiming in the back line. He, does, he doesn't have a bad passing game, but you can't see him sort yeah. of putting blokes through holes. He can throw a decent long ball to get it out to a centre, but whether he's going to draw the line and then put a bloke away. Oh, well, he done it when he first came to Canterbury. Yeah, he's got some good but, um, yeah, he does. But still, I think they just got him out there against the big warrior pack. Yeah, just fucking defend, yeah. defend, defend. Do we a warrior's us? a chance? I think so. I mean, I've got it as a 50 you still, still got to give him the chance, you know, because this time together, being in Tamworth, mm-hmm. now they're at Terrigal, mate, it's, they're bonding even more. And it's a, they haven't got their families. Us them. against the world Trench mentality. warfare, yeah. Yeah, so they got, they're going to have this good mentality. Even though they've got their backs up against the wall with uh, all the injuries they've had and then trying to get players, if they can get players coming in. Mate, I think this is going to bring them uh, their bond together really well. Yep. Yeah, can't argue with that at all. So what's your, what's your verdict finally? Oh, my, my verdict would be uh, Dragons will win in a tight one. Yeah, haven't said all that on me as well. Dragons are 1-12 at 285. Mm-hmm. And um, the hot forward pack, any super coach does it? Like, is Frizzell and Sims elite level? Well, or Frizzell they? was one of my first picked. Um, yep. He is, but it, he does rely a little bit on attacking stats. Um, he's more of an attacking player than a defensive. He's not going to make you 50 tackles and get you 50 points for out of tackles. But if he starts breaking the line like he did just before we went on the break and he made those couple of big runs and scores a try here and there, he can put out some really big points. He was their firing away their best when they yeah. were headless trucks. But he's priced at about his sort of area. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you get him, he's not to make money. It's you it's, just for his He's there for a year now. Yeah. Uh, Wade Egan is my reserve hooker. Yep. Um, and got him fairly cheap. He's going to pay a lot of minutes. Is he starting? Yes. Yes. No, um, good pick up. Yeah. And, and Ken Mamalo, obviously, scores points. Try scoring freak, yeah, but obviously he needs to need some help. Tries, so. And RTS. Uh, Perpetually, what do you do with him? I love RTS, man. He's one of my favourite players. and But with Supercoach in in a team like that, he's not going to get the attacking stats. Yeah. You know, when, when he does do that run and he beats four blokes, he gets 25 points. Yeah. But how often he gets that good, clean ball to be able to do it? Like a lot of times you've seen him last year, he tried to chime in, but you get clunky ball and then he'd have three blokes standing in front of yeah. him. So what do you do? He tries to turn around, link up with someone else. It, yeah, he's a brilliant player, but super coach, I think this year probably one that you might stay away from. Yep. Uh, so I agree. I think Dragons in a tight one there. We go to the 5.30 game barn. Where are we watching this one? Second game of Super Saturday, Tigers and Sharks. We'll be here or at your house, I would imagine. Yep. Well, the pubs yeah, the, aren't open just yet. So. On the deck or in the garage. <laughs> the so, team yeah, news. Moylan's fit. normal 20 bucks on? Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a normal 20 bucks. Moylan's fit, but on the reserve bench, we've got uh, Nakora back. Not Nakora back. Uh, big in. Big, yeah. Big in. Josh Dugan fit at centre. William Kennedy at fullback. Jesse, so three, four, five is uh, Dugan, Remy and... Mulatalo. Yeah, is there he gone, obviously. And for the Tigers, Dewey starts at fullback. Uh, moves and by into the centres. Luke Brooks back from injury in seven. Harry Grant makes his club debut, which shuffles uh, Billy Walters to the bench. Alex Seafarth makes his debut, a second rower. On the bench, the reserve list includes Reynolds, Eisenhuth, Mus- Musgrove and Cheekham. Not a bad reserve list, none of them playing. No Corey Thompson either, so... Surprised Musgrove didn't get a start. Yeah. So, our stock's all right. We just need to win some games. He was pretty good for you guys. I thought uh, so too. Just before um, the break. But. And so was Corey Thompson. He can't even make the 21. So, it's yeah, chips I'd, in with Dewey. 
Do it fullback. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think by the end of the year he's probably back out of there. To be honest. Well, you know what you get with uh, Thompson. Thompson, yeah. and he's been good. But you know, they've, he's obviously made the made the call. It's chips in now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't see the way they train, mate. Like he, he's obviously impressed the coach. So you got to go with the coach. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, any thoughts, Trev, on the game? Oh, mate, it'll just be a good uh, game. I think uh, both teams got. <laughs> A lot to prove, obviously, Cronulla with the issue that they've had with Bronson Sherry through the week uh, is a big surprise to them. So, mate, uh, both teams should uh, be coming out firing. Like, I, I can't really pick a winner because uh, even though uh, they've both, well, Tigers won their first one and that, mate, I think it's just for these guys, it'll just, for both teams, it'll just be like uh, a reset. Yeah, one again, reset for both teams. Yeah. Yeah, mate, um, my key matchup out of that is um, the halves and the hookers. Uh, obviously, it be interesting to see how um, Grant does go. Obviously, mm. the big, big raps on him. He's been yeah, he's been there under the Australian and the New Zealand hooker there, so he's obviously learned a few things. You would uh, you'd hope so anyway. Walters was good uh, the first two rounds as well, so it's... Um, yeah, he'll obviously play, but he's still everywhere. Yeah, um, uh, got- I'll tell you the clash of the game is Wade Graham and Leilua. Luciano. Yeah, that'll be good. He was awesome that first two good. games. That'll definitely be very good. Um, Graham was a little bit sort of, I don't know, he, he floats in and out of games a little bit. I'd like to see him get a little bit more involved and take a little bit more um, pressure off Johnson. Um, but Johnson's obviously on the big money and he's there to do a job. So, mm. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm under I'm, I'm the same as Trev, mate. I'm undecided. I've got it. Pretty much 50-50. I'll probably bet on the Tigers just for the price. And um, first yep. time this year, I'll be tipping the Sharks just to go with my heart. Mm-hmm. I think the Sharks 1-12 to 12 at 280. I can see a bit of that, um, the back line they had, the back line players they had going last year, which was sort of Marshall Mumbai. Yep. Trying to get out the back to Dewey. Mumbai um, was good in the centres when you yeah, did play the Yeah, I'm a bit excited year. about that. It'd be good. And um, you throw Luciano in there, hopefully busting some people. Uh, William Kennedy at fullback, he's someone I picked up cheap. Yeah. Opinion? Yes, Kennedy, mate, he's... Mate, he's good. He is good. He hasn't looked the best. He obviously is going to take him a little bit of time to settle in. Um, he does look like he's got the skill set there to play there. But at the moment, I don't know if if Moylan is fit. I think they'd probably push him in and take take him out. So I wouldn't be surprised if Moylan starts in front of Kennedy. Yep, no, fair enough. And we'll move to. So I'm going to actually go the Tigers there. I've got a bit of confidence back for yep. some reason, uh, which brings us to the. As my app refreshes, the Storm and Raiders match of the round. Yeah, it's up there. It's one of it's one of the big um, rivalries that obviously um, over the last couple of years there's been some big games between these two teams, and the um, NRL's lined them up for round one or round three. Sorry, mm. <laughs> the restart of the comp. So, um, Brandon yeah. Smith back and fit for uh, Storm just to give him two. He doesn't get enough time. Hookers. He's a he is a brilliant player. I'd like to see him play 80 minutes somewhere. Yeah. And obviously he's not going to do that no. at the Storm. <laughs> but um, my key matchups here again is um, the halves. So you got Whiten and Williams. Looked like they were starting to get a little bit of combination together just before the break. Um, hopefully they obviously kick back in. And Hughes and Munster. Hughes was really good in the halves last year and so was Munster. But Munster seems to have not been real involved to start the year. So Yeah, I think with Hughes... And like as everyone knows that we had the interview with Matt Adamson during the week, and mate, heard that big reps. Yep, it was yeah. a good interview. But one thing he said though, like we've Hughes, Hughes wants to do what Munster does. They both want to be ball runners. Mm. So that's probably why Munster's sort of back a little bit because Hughes wants to be more of that ball runner mm-hmm. from early on, which is taken away from Munster. So. I, I honestly think that does hurt Melbourne. Now, you can't have two ball runners playing in the halves. You've yeah. still got to have someone who can steer the ship. And Cameron does do a bit of that out of hooker, which um, does take a little bit it of the pressure off. Yeah. But, um, now, yeah. speaking of yeah, head-to-heads, the six again rule, you could argue it suits both teams. Because <laughs> Cameron's – well, it doesn't suit Melbourne because Ned had to play to a different – I guess, ruck structure in terms of defensive-wise. But Cameron Smith now gets that little bit of extra job. But Josh Hodgson's probably someone that's been forgotten. We've talked about 
Um, talked about the quicker hookers, but Hodgson's someone that's going to be in he's, control he's if he gets smart. to the six he does again. Get, um, he he's does going to be sneaking good. through and looking for that sort of stuff as well. He is very good with that heads up, eyes up sort of stuff. He sees yeah. that half a yeah. break and he, can, he you know, shuffles to that break and then puts someone else into another hole and um, and stripping. We haven't seen it yet this year, but we'll see if the, the king of the strip can get back in there again. But, yeah, tremendous game. All the way down the page, you go the, the props, Papali and Bromwich, like just... Yeah, rushes um, all the way down. It should be a ripper game. My takeout was most of the matchups pretty much cancel each other out. Yeah. Mate. Like you, you look head to head matchups, pretty much all of them cancel each other out. That's yeah. why I sort of went back to the halves with, um, and I think Whiten's been the best player for probably the last six months. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Playing, but since he's moved to five eight, he's just made it his own position. So you're so. tipping a bit of an upset there. I am tipping the Raiders. Yeah, Raiders one to twelve at three dollars fifty. I think that's real good value. Perfect. Yeah. I'm still going to go with Melbourne. That what. Their defence wins them games, and yep. then they do what they have to do. Obviously, uh, no, they beat Manly at Lotto Land. No one pr- was would have been expecting that. Mm. And the last time around, last game they played, they went out again. Their defence, and they end up winning the game as well. So mm-hmm. they like their defence is what wins them games. Yeah, big time. And and. Even though we got that they were six, awful against Manly and still won that game. And still won, yeah. that's right. So, but even though that six again rule is it very in play, like Craig Bellamy again, he'll come up with something. If anyone's going to work it out, yeah, will be yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's right. I think they'll be fine. Well, but I, I think they'll be uh, fine. I think it's gonna, it'll take a few rounds about. anyway. I think for the the wrestle like for that six again to sort of clear up that ruck a little bit because it's <laughs> taken the the second ref out that that was his job was to try and clean up that ruck yeah that's it's, right and it didn't really unless he's getting constant tips from upstairs and these touches it's going to be it is going to be tough for the yeah. first few rounds yeah I think there'll be I think there will be a lot of uh, in their ear stuff it'll be six agains blown thirty seconds later because it's like hey 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 hang on yeah. miss that what are you doing yeah so I. I'm with Trev on this, but yeah. I, 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 that was the hardest one of the round, and, and I will know if it, who the wrong one is soon. But it's almost like there's no wrong tip there. It's going to rip a game. Unlike, or should I shouldn't say that, the four o'clock game on a Sunday for Penrith and Newcastle. Yeah, I can't see that being a bad game, man. I think that'd be a pretty solid game, to be honest. It's, yeah, that's uh, obviously Nathan Cleary missing for the for two weeks is a blow, uh, but then that's counted by. Uh, and I came into this game before I really went through it and all ready to be gung-ho nights. Mm-hmm. And then you see they're missing Ponga, Barnett and and Brayley and you go, oh. And interestingly, they didn't name McCulloch. No, they didn't Watson playing Watson. nine. Okay. Which, uh, but, um, which they don't lose a lot there. Obviously, keep in mind that... Attacking-wise, um, they don't lose anything, really. Team list Tuesday is what the coach wants you to hear. So yeah, <laughs> changes, always check the changes team list an hour times, before the game. An hour before kickoff. But he wasn't on the extended bench either, which I was surprised at. Yeah, no. Oh, well, yeah, just recently. Yeah, that's right. He's, yeah. It hasn't stopped plenty of 21s coming and play <laughs> last oh, season. Right. No, he's not, in the, he, well, he's not in the 21, yeah. I should say. He's not in the 21 no. at all. Bradman, yeah, Best, James, yeah. Lino, and Solo. So Mate, they're obviously going to be Aiden Don't Garris be surprised if he pops up. You want to know who I'm excited <laughs> to watch him play? Don't be surprised if someone's suddenly injured. Tell us who you're excited to watch us play. <laughs> I'll give you one guess. Uh, is it Bradman Best? <laughs> nah, mate. It's Tex Hoy. <laughs> Tex Hoy. Right. If you've just joined on here, uh, give us another quick – Give us. you've got 30 seconds to talk about Tex Hoy. Oh, mate. Tex Hoy, what can you say? You know, his dad was a top world surfer. Uh, mate, nice. Tex has got plenty of speed. He's mate, he's still growing into his body. I feel I still think he needs at least an extra ten kilos onto his frame. Once he does that, mate, watch out. Apparently, he's a pretty good photographer too in social media circles. Mm. Loves yeah. his photography and gets it up on the social media. So, uh, Cape Paul in for Penrith too, actually. Just yeah, he's you know, he's pretty good, Cape Paul. Real good. So, who are you going with here? Uh, mate, I'm still going to go with the Knights. It, you know, uh, like the. You know, under Adam O'Brien, like no one gave him any opportunity in those first two games. I know it was a few months ago, but I believe he would have have them in a good, even though they're without uh, Barnett, Ponga, and Braley. I still think you know if they uh, play for one another the way they have been, I got I reckon they can outdo the Penrith. Yep. Um, yeah, Burton obviously comes in for Cleary. Um, yes, we didn't mention that, sorry. Debut um, game, he tore the Sharks apart and basically <laughs> won that game on his own. Yeah. So, um, and I think Lua, Lua is almost a better seven. Yeah, probably, possibly. Oh, Played Bert, real there. Burton, yeah. Burton's got attributes of a seven as well. Yeah. Um, One thing I like about Burton, 
that Penrith will need, even though they've got Coruscant going, going forward, if Coruscant isn't jumping out of half to get the ball going forward, Burton will he control. straight, doesn't he? And he, he will play to go straight. straight at blokes. Yeah. Which is something you do want out of your halves. You want them to go straight at the line and draw draw people, creates a space outside. But, um, yeah, Mike, got the key matchups again. Um, I think the forward packs, um, again, it's going to be another big, big bunch of forwards just belting into each other, which I'm pretty excited to see. Um, right, yeah. Clemmer with his eyes rolling around in the back of his head, which is something that gets me excited. <laughs> um, I think the Knights have just got the edge. Saifidi was good too. First yeah, game. and uh, the other Saifidi's back as well, so they've mm. got both brothers playing this game. Um, and Mitchell Pearce, I think he just controls the game. I, I think, think he gives them the edge with the control. That's from, from my gut. Back. All day said Newcastle, and then I just second guess myself. And but I think I come back to this is a game for Mitchell Pearce. Yeah. I think it'll be close, but I think it's a, it's just that little bit of control. Yeah, Knights again, one to twelve, three dollars fifteen. I think's tremendous value. Good. Excellent, especially without a um a, a first grade half in the Penrith, like you know a proven first grade half in the Penrith team at the moment. So. Yeah, absolutely. And Dylan Edwards, soft tissue injury as well, so he was meant mm. to come back into the team and then straight back out. So and news on Calavakian, he's you, you've given him reps before, haven't you, Drew? Yeah, yeah, he's good. Oh, I quite like him. Yeah, solid player. A little bit on the small side, I think. Yeah, maybe, but he's full of enthusiasm. Yeah, good guy. Good Jack, player, Jack in the box. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the final game, the six thirty game on the Sunday to wrap out round three, our first round back, is the. Manly and Canterbury game at Central Coast Stadium, so they're getting two games this weekend as well. Um, Brett and Elliot back look for from the Melbourne. Central Coast. Yeah, that, that ground should have been used. Yeah, they for can all stand time. outside and look in. Um, <laughs> but it is a great ground. It is actually a great ground. Yeah. Uh, not much. Not many missing here. So almost uh, full strength. Manly yeah, Foran and Foran didn't make it back. Apparently, they're going to give him another week or two. Mm. So anything much to add? Wake him out. <laughs> Anything? Yes, Wakeham out. No, Wakeham didn't name him. They've named Aravi, uh Yeah, Wakeham obviously didn't pick he, him. He's he fit. was playing five eight last time. Yep, no, they flicked him. So Jack Cogger playing seven. So once uh, again, Avarillo is on the bench. Who trying is, to get your head around what Dean Pay wants out of his team. I, I don't get it. Think, like they're in one week and then next week they're gone. And I then think they're their back team's trying to get team. I think the team's trying to get. Head around what Panthers gather team. But I've got about one line that I wrote down for this game, and I've got um, Manly at thirteen plus two dollars fifty. Um, I think they cover the Bulldogs in pretty much every position on the park. So yeah, mate, I think uh, we're going to be hearing Daddy Cool Eagle Rock being played at full time. <laughs> Eagles to win this game. Yeah, I think so, and easy. Um, so that. Pretty much wraps up our match by match preview. We'll save our uh, salute and slaps for next week once, once we we're back in on going. Again. Yeah. I think we can all salute Peter Volandi, though. Jeez, I've wrapped oh, oh, him a lot. Yeah. Mate, just on Peter, like I know, again, people are still calling him a bit delusional because trying to get crowds back. Trying to get crowds yeah. back in July. So, and like I said to people, if he wants to get try to get crowds back in July, everyone needs to remember that the public health order in New South Wales finishes at the end of June. Mm hmm. So that's why he said it. That's, that's why, why he, yeah, he he's it's smart. everything he said has been. Unless there's up. a he's second wave, his... we haven't seen it. Unless there's a yeah. second wave, we'll know more this week. That's right. If pubs are because I'll tell you now, if pubs reopen this week with fifty, and there's no second wave, there'll be a hundred people in a pub by next weekend, and then everything else will. Ca- it'll be. It won't be thirty thousand people, but it, pr- it might be five hundred people. How it might be members. Get, you know, like with, with how you got a forty thousand seat stadium. How can't you get a thousand people in there? You, can. you use every yeah. entrance. You should just have so that you don't have a thousand people yeah. at That's one it. entrance. You just have no. You just you have filter them in. If it's four Penrith and away from each other, Penrith Newcastle. You're right, right Penrith uh, Penrith members. Yeah. You get the left grandstand. Yeah. Nights, no, members, and you your get the cafes right are like every other cafe that's every open. You got your sanitizer at the front. Yeah. You, so if you're, you if you're, in, at, if you're two at meters apart, Bank West, what, how much does Bank West sit? Forty thousand. Yeah, Forty. Yeah. You know, twenty thousand people. Yeah. In between seats. Even quarter capacity is still even, ten. No, that's right. Five, you know, like, yeah. I, I think it, I think it'll happen. I think things are going to happen quickly now. But everything's Unless, just been the hey, softly, softly. What I have to say though, right, to to our listeners out there, and everyone else who wants to listen, if they've never listened, but I reckon they will. Uh, and this is from me to all you who doubted me, who said I was a fake, said I was lying about what I said about the game returning. Come tomorrow night when the game's on and you're watching the game, I hope your TV blows up and you can't watch it. <laughs> that's right. It's nothing but business on this show and that's what I live for, spite. So, uh, <laughs> Screw you all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it will be – it will do record numbers because the people want something to oh, do. Fuck yeah. That's right. It'll do record numbers and 
you got less, America, like America's got no fuck all yeah. life sport going on as that's well. That's the reason like, there's greyhounds on eight o'clock on a Saturday morning now. Seriously, you're waking up. Greyhound hot everyone out. said for the last month, mate, like Sky Racing's been the most yeah. watched channel People on the weekend. People will be clamoring, including me, so I'm excited for that. Uh, we've got to finish, so we'll save our salute and the slap for next week. Uh, got to finish just, on our um, punting disaster class. Oh, well, just the super coach, obviously, the heads-to-head start this week, which is... Ah, uh, so we've crowned yes. our first ever talk us through our champion. So, so our highest point score of our preliminary rounds was, tell us, Barney. Okay, he is so now our champion. Most of our, um, most comps are generally, obviously, most league points and all that kind of stuff wins. We're trying to take a different approach here where we're going to have a carryover champion every week. Uh, we decided after the, once the head-to-head starts, the leader at the top of our board, which is Kyle, uh, his team, the oversized Witches Hats. Is on 2,340 points, which is about 100 points away from anybody else that we have. So he's been crowned the champion. Yep. We'll put a picture of the belt up. It was meant to come here tonight, but the belt stayed at it's, home. It's, uh, in, it's under someone's bed, <laughs> not mine. So we'll get a picture of the belt and um, we'll put up a post uh, giving that to Kyle. So now each week he's going to have to defend that belt. Uh, he's, his first game... This week was against. I had it. Just fuck. I should have written this down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know the, the two Diagostino brothers are playing each other, mm. which could be a bit of an interest with some sledging going on inside the family there. Yeah, I've got Damo, the Eels tragic, mm-hmm. and the oversized witch's hat. Had, uh, mate, I've lost it. I think he's got Michael, the Maulers, who's oh, actually Maulers. currently running last and about a thousand <laughs> points away from him. So, so, so he's should, likely to retain, he his retain his title. So how it's going to work is to be the ch- to crown the linear champion, you have to beat Kyle. Exactly. So if I'm so. playing Kyle next week and I win, I'm the champion, you have to beat me. Yep. So we're gonna, at the end of the day, we're going to name two champions, the league champion exactly. and then the heavyweight champion. So you might yeah. not even get a chance really, so realistically to get Everyone should play everyone... You're going to get luck, but you may not. But everyone's going to get a chance to play everyone at least once. Exactly. And there'll be the league points as well, which obviously you get we'll two do, points and we'll check in and uh, we'll, set, we'll get some trophies out. Yeah, the might get a gift voucher or something. Yeah, somewhere so we'll else, look after you. Somewhere. So we've got two champions to crown this year. It's going to be a bit of fun on social media. Uh, so punting disaster class, quickly to wrap up, Barney. Yeah, so we, How are we, we standing? Take us back. Championships, yeah, we championships, we're going to scratch from our punting disaster class. Unless I did well, I think. We're footy and frothies here, so we're going to stick to our frothies and um, and our punning disaster class. We, in fact, so. just started a whole different show if anyone wants to hear me lose money on a different show. <laughs> you want to listen to show us your tips on the same network. Well, hopefully you lose. With the beaver, he's currently weekend. sitting in the driveway, but he can wait for me. So we've got um, Daggy after his first two weeks with a $10 spend each week. So he spent $20 overall and he's returned $55. Oh, no, sorry, that was including the racing. So he's returned $48. So he's in $28 profit. At the moment, myself has been duck egg, so minus 10, minus 10. <laughs> Are you going to jump into this, Trevor? I'm $20 you have to sit in the hole. Oh, I'll sit out with uh, well, but, well, we know Newshound here is not going to be here every week. He might have stuff on, but Barn and I oh, will we be putting our money in. We'll, but, uh, we'll get him involved. But, we'll get him in at some point. <laughs> but the two, us two tragics, Barn, you want to go first then? As the, yeah, so I've know. gone um, the two the two upsets that I've picked this week. I've gone with the Raiders 1-12 to in a double into the Knights 1-12, to which is paying currently paying around $11. Beautiful. So $5 on that one, and I'm going to have $5 on Isam Masters Cowboys first try scorer. Oh, we're spending $10. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I had 20 written down. <laughs> Cut them enough. <laughs> Come on, you should be able to work that out. All right, that's fine. I'm going to go um, $7.50 <laughs> on Brisbane minus the line, which is one and a half, into Manly minus the minus seven and a half. Okay. At, um, it was three fifteen bucks. Was returning fifty five dollars. So, so three sixty ish. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first one. Write that down. And Dylan Brown first try score. Even though I've gone against Briz, uh, I've gone against Brisbane. Dylan Brown a bit of sneaky stuff early. Yeah. Uh, so two dollars fifty on him at nineteen dollars is the way I'll stake that. Okay. Beautiful. And we'll see how we go there. So apart from that, uh, as Trev said, he did a tremendous interview. You can find it on Facebook. We shared the link with him and the other Trev at Club Trev. Did a tremendous interview with Matt Asm. Go and listen to that. It goes for about an hour and ten minutes and some great insight and um, really enjoyable listen, Trev. Was so well done. Well done on that. Thank you, you can Go listen to that and read a bit about that through the series through Rugby League. Uh, anything to finish on? Hey, guys. Uh, as I said, 
for anyone who doubted me that the NRL was going to be back before we knew it. I just hope your TV doesn't work so you can't watch it. And if you need a new TV, just shop at TCL because I need a new one and I'd love to review one of them. But anyway, uh, Barney, are you going to finish? <laughs> 4K. <laughs> um, oh, mate, as is just just as I said in my rant, Sharks, fucking pull your shit together. Fucking get some leadership in there, would you? And Russell Crowe, pull your fucking head in. Yeah. Start small with Rusty. Oh, fuck. He, he can have my number. He come around. I'll talk to him. That's all right. He's a very uh, reasonable man. Hey, guys, just, just <laughs> so you know, hey, guys, just so you know, I do have uh, Blake Soul, the CEO of South Sydney, on my Facebook. So there's always that opportunity. You may listen to it. I fucking, mate, I'd stand by everything I fucking say. I know you do. I'd agree with you. And apart from that, enjoy the footy, everybody. I hope you have a good weekend. We are completely out of time. I'm running late. So we're going to speak to everyone next week. Have a great weekend. Go the footy. Yeah, footy. Sing along. The only thing that's on your mind is your close enough to see.